The following program is brought to you by the Humble Farmer Bed and Breakfast in St. George, Maine. Thank you for listening. I seem to recall printing on my Facebook page one of my radio rants in which I mentioned Viagra. Big mistake. I now see Viagra ads popping up on the side of my screen. Speak of the devil and he walks in. Have you given this any thought? Write on your Facebook page about racing cars or expensive violins, and that's what you're going to see in ads on your computer screen. Guess what? I'm going to mention Van Gogh paintings on my Facebook page every time I think of it. That way, yes, yes, you get it. That way, the ads in my sidebar will only contain colorful, post-impressionistic paintings. And if you know the difference between impressionistic paintings and post-impressionistic paintings, well, you know more than I do. Hi there, this is Clark Terry here, reminding you to pull your bearskins a little closer to the fire. That's it. <laughs> now you're talking to me. Ah, watch out for those snapping sparks. Everybody cozy? Now the good news is that you're in time for the humble farmer. You've worked hard all day, and you deserve to relax now. So stay right there and listen to the best of this kind of music. Thank you. 
Bix, Bix, clarinet marmalade here on the Humble Farmer. Thank you for listening. Yes, yes. Here's the radio rant in which I mentioned Viagra. You might have heard me tell this same story on last week's show. I said, here's a rare email that came my way a while back. The head-in was, courier delivered Viagra. Yes, it said courier delivered Viagra. Can you envision in your mind a situation so critical, so pressing, that one would pay extra to have Viagra delivered by courier? Look closely and you'll see vague specters huddled miserably on the front steps. Their faces brighten at the distant drumming of hoofbeats. A dispatch rider, leather bag over his shoulder, gallops into the dooryard. Without dismounting, he throws himself forward in the saddle, extends a clipboard and says, Please sign here. Yes. And ever since I printed that particular rant on my Facebook page, Viagra commercials have been popping up on my computer screen. Be careful what you say, my friend. Everything can come back and haunt you.
Ghana. Ghana here on The Humble Farmer. Thank you for listening. My wife, Marsha, the almost perfect woman, would like me to get rid of a lot of valuable metal I store in and around my barns. I recently tried to sell my 1949 Chevrolet that's rusting into the ground in back of the hen house. I, got, I want to tell you, it's a wonderful 1949 Chevrolet. I, I used to drive it to Rochester in 1957 when I was taking clarinet lessons from Mr. Osick. Mr. Osick was, of course, at the preparatory department at the Eastman School of Music. You can see on my Facebook page a picture of me, the salesman with that 1949 Chevrolet, and the two young people who don't seem to be all that interested in what I have to sell. But my wife has to give me credit for trying. It's obvious to anyone looking at the picture that I'm trying to make Ezra Sassaman an offer he can't refuse. So, so if my wife says anything to you about all the junk on this farm... You can tell her, well, he's trying.
Bix, of course, no one can play like Bix, Bix, on the humble farmer, right here on your favorite radio station, where, with any <gasps> luck at all, you can hear me playing old-fashioned music just for you, I am, the humble farmer at gmail.com. Love to hear from you. There are four or five men working on the house next door, and I can tell you that I'll be glad when they have finished and, and move on. One of these men built a new chimney, which kind of surprised me, because when I owned that house, I had that chimney lined at great expense. So it makes me wonder, wouldn't it make you wonder if the contractor is, well, doing little work that really doesn't need to be done? The chimney might have looked old and shabby from the outside, but it had a new lining on the inside, so it was guaranteed, positive, 100% a safe chimney. Yes, yes. I'll be glad when they finished them and have moved on because it's very distracting. No work is getting done on this farm because hours are being spent simply standing around or lying around and looking at the men who are working. There are acres and acres of fields here that need to be grazed but every time I look out the window, I see all of the cow friends right up as close to the north fence as they can get, all hanging out, all standing in a row, watching the men work on the house. Anyone who knows anything at all about cows will tell you that cows are very nosy people.
Charlie, Charlie Gray from Canada, I guess. The first time I heard that, I was in Eastport. Sony Beale gave it to me, probably on a tape or a CD. I was driving home from Eastport at night. I must have done a show down there or something. And I listened to that song that you just heard. I listened to that over and over and over for three solid hours. Played it over and over and over. Three three solid hours. So I knew it pretty well by the time I got home. After relishing Slim Galliard on YouTube, I opened a link beside it that said Lindy Hop. And this Lindy Hop thing is obviously a dance for accomplished acrobats. If you've ever seen the Lindy Hop, well, you know that the man throws the woman over his head and some women can even flip the men upside down. The Lindy Hop is really no more than a maniacal, frenzied version of what we used to call jitterbugging. And I can remember back the first time I ever saw anybody jitterbug, it was a new thing. Back then, when it first started, they didn't call it the jitterbug. They called it the the dirty, the dirty boogie. They had to stop calling it the dirty boogie and start calling it jitterbugging to make it respectable. Anyway, this Lindy Hop thing I saw on TV, on the YouTube thing, was so interesting. I watched three or four more clips. I even posted one on my Facebook page. Well... David wrote right back that he loved the dancing, he said, but the music, the band, was most unfortunate. Hey, that's okay. Turn off the sound and just watch it. And it made me think of this. The Lindy Hop films are just the opposite of the Humble Farmer television program. The Humble Farmer television program is better when you wrap a blanket around the screen and just listen.
How time flies when you're having fun. Thank you for listening. The email said she tore her ACL this summer but still managed to travel. In France, she proceeded to break her wrist. (laughs) If you're a parent who has a kid involved in sports, you already know what an ACL is. Because I could never afford to have children, I had to look up ACL to learn that it is a ligament in the knee. She had ligged the pull on the pull the ligament. If you have an opinion on sports, you shouldn't be surprised to hear that I do too. The man who gave me the garage door I open every morning, well, he shuffled through life on injured knees. He told me he hobbled because his knee joints had been destroyed playing football in high school. No, this is neither this is neither surprising nor worthy of mention, but he said, listen to this, he said that given the chance he would do it all over again, which still amazes me. Being a spindly, wimpy little kid, I I was always the last one chosen to be on any team if I were tolerated at all, and as a result I was never injured by others. <laughs> The only time I felt accepted by the group was when I accidentally cut off my right shin bone while chopping down a tree that had eaten my kite.
was supposed to be one more note there, wouldn't you? Thought they would have gone yump on the end. Ruby Braff, Scott Hamilton. I thought that was Dave McKenna. What do I know? Shows, shows I don't know much about it. John Bunch, it says. Have you ever been fumbling around with some project, not really knowing what you were doing, or, or simply wondering why what you were trying to do was not happening? Just about that time, one of the let-me-show-you boys looks over your shoulder. And you know, if you're not careful, you will be elbowed aside, and someone who thinks he knows more about the project than you do will be digging you deeper into the hole. Now, to be sure, there are some very clever people, like my brother, who intentionally fumble, you know, just so the person looking over their shoulder will finally scream, For heaven's sakes, give me that wrench and let me do that for you. For over 50 years, my brother has polished this skill. And long ago, he mastered the art of standing back while some hapless dubber of a let-me-show-you boy sweats himself deeper and and deeper into some inextricable mess. Now you know, you know as well as I do, that it is not hard. It is, it is hard, you know, not to want to get right in there when someone asks you how to fix the catch on the dishwashing machine, you know, so it won't unhook itself and shut off halfway through the rinse cycle. But today, today, we, right now, we are going to salute those who are strong enough to turn their backs and walk away. I recently witnessed an example of the powerful IQ and maturity it takes to do this. Please, please listen closely. I handed my digital camera to Steve, who was sitting next to me at the breakfast table. I said to Steve that there were 172 pictures in that camera that I'd like to erase and delete. And I asked Steve if he knew how to do it. Steve, who used to teach psychology at Penn State, proved that he is a brilliant man because he handed the camera back to me and said, I don't know a thing about it.
wife's father used to say to me, wrong again, the old master sergeant, wrong again. <laughs> that was wrong again. That was Dave McKenna. Now I gotta tell you what I'm doing here. I'm sitting at I'm sitting at the, the microphone here and in little table beside me I have four CDs. Ghana, Jolly Gray, Ruby Braff with Scott Hamilton, next to it Scott Hamilton. And I picked up the wrong C D when I just said that, that was that was uh Dave Mc, uh, I said I thought it was Dave McKenna, and it says right on it here, John Munch. Well, the one we heard was Dave McKenna. Couldn't imagine how I could be so confused. I picked up the wrong CD. Anyway, you are listening to the humble farmer who is fumbling about here, <laughs> right here on your favorite radio station. Thank you again for listening. I am the humble farmer at gmail dot com. Love to hear from you. Almost every day, almost every day, I treat myself to a newspaper blog. Although the newspaper articles are not all that interesting in themselves, they are carefully chosen with the intent of pushing the reader's buttons, and therein lies their value. We often read on these newspaper pages in the letters to the editor that child molesters should be shot or put in jail for life. This is what the readers write. Shoot these child molesters, put them in jail for life. And this is probably because, if you think about this, it's probably because very few of the people writing the letters admit to being child molesters. But we have yet to read in any letter on this blog that people who drink and drive and endanger entire families should be shot or put in jail for life. Can you figure that one out? Can you tell me why?
name Jack Scott Hamilton. That wasn't about Dave McKenna playing piano. I believe it was John Bunch. <laughs> it is no secret, my friend, that I read Harlequin romances. You know this. To the best of my knowledge, I have never read a Harlequin romance in English. And being a cultural linguistic snob, I would consider it a waste of my time to do so. But read anything in Dutch, Swedish, French, German. Now you're talking world-class literature. Anne Eames, who writes these Harlequin romances, Anne Eames sent me one of her Harlequin romances in five languages. I have the same, same story in five languages. I've read it many times in all of those five languages. And by the way, did you know that Italian is easier for an American to read than Spanish? One window I read the Italian version, paragraph by paragraph, with the Dutch version, which I read pretty good. I had the Dutch version in one hand to help me with my vocab Italian vocabulary. And, of course, my vo Italian vocabulary still needs much work. Now, this came to mind when a professor friend at Bowdoin mentioned Moliere. I told him that I envied his ability to read Moliere in the original, because I love Moliere. I read, I read French on the sixth-grade Harlequin romance level, and you know that we must lose a lot of Moliere's subtleties and cleverness in the English translation. I can't even begin to read it in French. Now, because you have certainly read the same work in two or perhaps three languages, you know that books are not translated word for word. From reading this same book and practically memorizing it in five or so languages, I have also learned that translations even differ, these translations of Harlequin romances even differ in their cultural and social nuances. Are you listening? So much so that should any young Dutchman read the Spanish version of the one I'm working on now, he'd be on the next train to Madrid.
you who've been listening to that for the past 60 or so years as I have. You probably have it memorized by now. Thank you for listening to The Humble Farmer here on your favorite radio station. With any luck at all, you can hear me playing old-fashioned music every week. I'm playing this music just for you. And here is a follow-up on my comments about the terrible tight shoes that women, and even some men, feel obligated to wear. Well, this is hard to believe, but you know it's true. It's an email from a professional speaker, a woman who appears on stage several times a week in front of many audiences. And this woman writes, My chiropractor has advised me to take a golf ball to my speaking engagements to make my feet feel better in high heels. He suggests that I put the golf ball under one foot, put slight pressure on it, and roll it back and forth lengthwise, and then do the same for the other foot. He says this exercise stretches ligaments and loosens up joints in the 22 bones that play a role in pain associated with wearing heels. Since I've been going to him and using this exercise, my feet do feel better in dress shoes, although I would still prefer to wear sneakers if I could get away with it. What do you think? Here's an educated, intelligent, highly paid, I'm sure, professional woman who pays a chiropractor to help her eliminate pain, boo-hoo, when there would be no pain if she would wear a pair of sneakers when she stands on the stage and speaks to the audience. I am. I'm the humble farmer at gmail.com. Write to me. Would you please tell me, what in the world is this woman thinking?
short, short, funny story, a very short, funny story. <laughs> 